Unscripted. Unshackled. Uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel Fuller. I would show anything. I'd show my hee-hee and my hoo-hoo oh. and my ha-ha. <laughs> Holly O'Connor. Hey, Daddy, you want to take this to the bedroom? And Scotty the Body. I am officially not only the grill daddy, but I'm a hot grill daddy. Oh, wow. It's the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Only from Hot 101.5, Tampa Bay's new hip music. Well, hello. We are here for another Uncensored Podcast. Doing this on the Friday. Um, Before we get into anything, I've got to uh, give apologies here to Francisco, one of our Miguel and Holly fan members. Holly, can you pull up his tweet um, on what he just tweeted out uh, a second ago? Okay, so Francisco tweeted um, like at 9.55 a.m. That's how on it he is. He said... Oh, my God, it's almost time for one of my favorite part of Fridays, Miguel and Holly. <gasps> Whenever they play their Friday songs, they start yelling, Friday! And he's got, like, a gif of a girl jumping, and it's like rainbow, it's Friday, letters, like, dancing around. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, we were we talking. Completely forgot. Yeah, we, we didn't actually do that. No, we were talking about TikTok, but Francisco... Because you are such a strong Miguel and Holly fan member. Wow, that song just, that's just. It lights you up. Never gets old. Yeah. Never gets old. Never gets old. Uh, yeah. All right. There we go. Hold on. We got to get to the end. What are we doing? What are we doing? Everybody's working for the weekend. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got twisted. I'm Oh, gosh. Okay, there okay. we go. All right. What do y'all want to talk about now? That's all I got. That's, well, I mean, that's, <laughs> it. that's it. What we're doing this weekend? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Shit. I don't know. The reason why we didn't talk about it is because um, we just found out right before we were finished with our Friday show that uh, the Trump administration is banning TikTok. Um, in America, so there'll be no new downloads after Sunday. But if an American company buys it by the beginning of November, yeah. then everything will be fine. Right. Yeah. That's uh, the long and short of it. So, because, you know, we don't talk about politics on the show, um, but we do here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't understand um, from a political point of view, if I were Trump's political advisor... Why would you try to agitate Gen Z and millennials as like, this is our thing. Like, this is our thing that we have taken over that has gotten us through the pandemic and stay at home quarantine orders. Um, because as a as a political watcher, mm-hmm. I know that President Trump, his platform or his political strat- strategy hasn't been the normal one where norm- normally, you know, when you become president, 
you sort of drop the rhetoric of uh, going to your base and then you try to bring everyone together. Right. You build a coalition. You you use that to get you to where you're going to get you to the seat. Exactly. Uh, And then you sort of have to be a little more mass appeal, which is why I think a lot of presidents get the reputation of like either letting people down or not doing what they said they were going to do because they they all say what their base wants to hear to Mm -hmm. get there. Right. And so what happens is normally an incumbent president, their job is to try to bring over people that are in the middle that were like, well, I mean, I, I did well during the last four years. You know, I voted for the other person, but I feel like they did a, bit, a decent job. And so you try to bring in some new people into that fold. Mm-hmm. Well, Trump is just basically saying, F that playbook. I'm only talking to my base. Miguel, when has he not said F that playbook? Right. I mean, There's there is no, no playbook. There is none. I mean, he basically just said, F what you heard. I'm going to do it my way. Right. And so he's strictly just going towards his base. Right. Like the worst part of his base. Um, because there are people like we, I try to get John Sinning, um, who's on our sister station, Drew Garabo Live. Um, he's a Republican and he voted for Trump. And so I wanted to try to get him on to sort of, you know, pick his brain about this topic. Right. Um, but he didn't answer his phone. So I just don't understand this tactic. Okay. I mean, well, let me give you a little bit of bipartisan yeah. insight. Please. I don't often have it, nor do I use that word right. correctly. <laughs> um, but I think I might have a little bit of it. So before, uh, way, way before we even heard about Trump taking any interest in TikTok whatsoever, um, I had gotten a text from a really good friend of mine who happens to be like a super flaming liberal. Um, shouts out to Kristen. She actually <laughs> texted me. Um, I think it was maybe even early on when we started doing TikTok Tuesdays because we utilize it for our show, obviously. Mm-hmm. And she said, hey, so we've been, you know, because she's a big, big, avid uh, Reddit reader. Mm. And, you know, on the Internet, I feel like Reddit is sort of like the birthplace of everything that happens on the Internet. Like if it's happening on the Internet, chances are it started on Reddit. So she's big on Reddit. And she sent me an article from this guy on Reddit who is an was an app developer um, and he wrote this long post about how dangerous TikTok was because he had gone and like reverse engineered all the different social media apps. I don't even know what that means, but like basically I think it, I think it means like he can, he would take apart the code on the back end to see how legit these apps are, mm. um, what they do with our info. If you're watching Social Dilemma, which I'm not done with it yet, but mm. you know what's going on on the back end on a lot of these apps. And when they say data, it's like they don't really care, like, your date of birth or whatever. They want your attention. They want your, yeah. um, uh, you know, Well, because you're, you're, the, you're the product. You are the product. And they want to get as many advertisers in front of your eyeballs as possible. So they want to pull you into their uh, social media site right. as long as possible. Yeah. So this guy, and I could I could go back through, I wish I had pre-thought about this, go back and find the, art, the original article on Reddit that was months ago talking about how this guy had tried to reverse engineer TikTok. Now, keep in mind, TikTok is um, a Chinese owned app mm-hmm. so it started out maybe what as like musically yeah i think it, it yeah 
it was something else, and yeah. then it became TikTok. So whatever it was originally, this guy tried to go through the code and like reverse engineer it, like he had with Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and he's like, this one is the most messed up, weirdly written, difficult to decipher, shady app that I've ever come across. I don't know what all it's doing with your data. And mm. so she sent me that and she was like, hey, friend, you know, I don't have TikTok, um, but I know that you guys do on your show and you're you use it a lot. And it's just this seemed a little alarming to me. And I was like, OK. And so I read the article and I was like, yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound great. It sound it's most of all, it just sounds shady because right. there's a lot of unknowns. It's not like even stating what all the bad things are. It's just that there's a lot of unknowns where in um, American-based apps, those aren't unknowns. They're, they're just up front with like, yeah, no, we're, we're just trying to, you know, basically. We're stealing your information. We're just stealing you, your, your soul. Right. Sorry. Uh, not sorry. And so when I saw that, it just kind of, it's lit, like lived in the back of my mind. Then about maybe a month or so later, we started hearing rumblings about how the Trump administration was looking to shut down TikTok. And at that time, it was sort of like ephemeral. It was sort of like, eh, this is being talked about, but how serious is it really? And we already know, and this is where I get a little confused, so please excuse me if I speak out of turn. And Miguel, maybe you can correct me on this. Okay. We already know how the Trump administration feels about China, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Not only um, in the business and um, um, like trade and all those international things, but think about even just coronavirus to begin with. Mm -hmm. Like he yeah. wanted to call it the China virus, right? Or he still tries to call it the China virus. Yeah, when people don't correct him or whatever. So mm -hmm. there's already like tension there, clearly. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if like one of like somebody in the administration, which I don't, I don't discount that there's something shady going on with TikTok. I don't believe that it's totally like, you know, scot-free and, and this is just like this innocent app and how dare the government try to interfere with our lives. I don't think it's as easy as that. I right. think it's very yeah. complex. And the fact that it's China of all places, obviously that has a huge something to do with it. And I think it's Trump re-rallying his base doesn't really care what happens with um, millennials and whatnot that are on TikTok in the first place because it doesn't it doesn't really that doesn't really matter to him. It's more about the bigger picture in China U.S. relations and this particular app, even maybe even more so because it has gotten so big here, is sort of the ca caught in the crossfire. Does that? Same logical at all? Yeah, no. I mean, that timeline like makes perfect sense. And see, now today is the day that we saw that, you know, this ban is coming this weekend. And so I got, you know, I think, Miguel, you had posted something on Facebook about, um, you know, possibly Trump shutting down TikTok. And then I posted, you know, I have seen some articles that have been, you know, a little bit shady. And then I got some of, you know, Miguel's facebook friends that kind of like took a couple zingers at me and they were like oh typical you know government loving blah blah i'm like whoa 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 this is i'm not coming in here like we we sort of know that i stand on the liberal base mm -hmm. I, I i would think by now right right but that doesn't mean that i'm also not always looking to see reasons and um you know evidence and logic from all sides and get information from all um, 
sources. So I know something is shady with TikTok. I know Mm. it is. That's why they're trying to get it made through an American company so that whatever it is that is the issue with it being China-owned is no longer there. Mm. I'm not saying that it should be banned. I'm just saying I see where both sides are coming from, kind Uh, of. I'm curious, for someone, Scott, like you, who hasn't voted a lot, like, did you... Could you vote in the last presidential election? Yeah, I voted in the last one. That was my first ever presidential election. Okay. So it, do, do you want to say who you voted for? Did you vote for Hillary or? Yeah, um, I voted for Hillary. For Hillary. Okay. Yeah. So someone who's been like somewhat civically engaged, you know, somewhat pay attention because of your job, you know, to what's yeah. going on. How does that make you feel? Um like hearing that the president is doing that and also knowing the security concerns that like Holly brought up that, you know, I don't think it's, I don't think it's just something where it's like, well, we're just going to ban social media. I mean, yeah. And I I think if I just saw this today without actually like literally within the past 24 hours, finishing the social dilemma on Netflix and actually getting a little bit of the background, if I didn't watch that, I'd be like, the heck is he like what are they doing with their information what are they doing for our data but and we're i don't know when we're going to talk about it ne- next week probably a little more on this we can talk about on the podcast today yeah, yeah like I i'll dabble in it. a little bit yeah but like one of the biggest parts that kind of blew my mind is the way that you know social media now controls us so like you if you know let's just for an example like facebook whatever you are kind of liking and sharing it's going to continuously feed that to a point where you're you could get put into action you'll go do something you know and i think this i'm hoping that it would be a place out of like actual concern for security of americans and like i don't honestly believe that is the narrative of why you know the trump administration would ban it but let's just say i'll give them a benefit of the doubt for this one let's say like that's the reason because if it is another country's app and let's say we do have tension between countries and they want to have something brought to action, maybe a, a revolution, maybe a civil war. Like, as crazy as those things sound, like, I do think they're realistic things because look at our country right now. A lot of those things are spurred off of people reading, scrolling, and no matter what side you stay on, it's going to feed you until you jump into action. Mm-hmm. My fear would be, you know, let's say, however it would work in the app world, that another country now controls our narrative and feeds us those things. It could almost cause us to start fighting within our own walls. Like, they could make that happen if they wanted to. They could engineer the app to feed us those things that we constantly see. You know, like, mm-hmm. whatever side you stay on, they'll feed it until you either fight your neighbor or go, you know, start a war in the streets. That's my fear. On the other end of it, I do look at it as something as somebody that's definitely in the younger generation, definitely a little more on the liberal side with things, especially now. You know, when I scroll, I do see a lot of younger people you know, we're able to affect things by that camaraderie, especially through that app. And one of the big things was there's a whole thing on TikTok where a bunch of these kids started putting a message on TikTok of like, hey, let's buy every seat at one of the Trump rallies and let's see what happens. And they did. Right. And it worked. Right. And so the other side of my brain is like, I hope this wouldn't be the case, but are they trying to ban it because they're seeing that? we're now finding a way to actually create another type of change, mm. not extract, not exactly destruction, but we do have a way of getting people together. And that goes for both sides. Again, like there's a bunch of Trump supporters on there too that are, you know, going on the opposite side of things. 
that's kind of the route that I'm going. I do think this is a, a weird ban, but I'm kind of going on the side of, okay, with everything I just learned from the social dilemma, and maybe there's a couple tensions in different countries, maybe it is better that it's social, like it's owned by an American company and we don't have access for another com- like another country to literally have a self-destruct within our own walls. Mm. But that's just because I'm 24 hours after watching what apps do to us. Right. So it's really powerful. I'm hoping that's it. I, but I, I don't believe, right. you know, and we that don't know. That's from the bad everything thing. I've seen. Right. Well, no, yeah. we don't know. We don't know. I mean, and it's just going to be fascinating to sort of watch how this all uh, comes to play as it rolls out mm-hmm. and as we get more information. Because then if this Oracle American company actually ends up buying TikTok and they get to sort of open up the hood and see exactly how it's working, mm-hmm. it's going to be fascinating to see how it works. I watched a video on Vox. Um, the um, They usually have, like, explainer videos. Yeah, I love then They have some good explainer documentaries on Netflix. I think I mentioned before I like to watch those going to bed, uh, the Explained series. Yeah. But they had a really good one that talked about how – TikTok's algorithm is different from Instagram, Facebook, right? Um, and all those sort it's of apps. It's a whole different breed than your all your other social media apps. Yeah, so it's really fascinating. Um, so if you um, are on Facebook, I don't know if they have an Instagram, but um, go to Vox and under their video section and see how TikTok explained. And it's just it it's like having a parasite, basically. Uh, a body snatcher, mm. the way that their tentacles of social media just gets into your brain and just like sucks it from you. Well, we already see that people will just believe what they read. Right. On right. any yes. form of social media. If someone looks yeah. official, even if they don't look official, for God's sake, like right. people are just there. Y- you on your social media are just letting yourself be taken over by literally any content that pops up in front of your face. It's Mm -hmm. so scary. And it's like, I, that's why I'm like, I get it. I totally get, you know, what Scott's talking about with, is it because of an ego thing? And a lot of the, um, the people that sort of, they didn't come for me, but they were pushing back on me. They were like, Nope, it's just an ego thing that the only thing we can ever worry about with Trump is ego. And while I agree with that to the point, you're excluding an entire other narrative that could possibly take place because of your bias. And that's what the other side does. It's like uh, both sides like to think that they're so much better than the other because they have this X, Y, Z footing. But in order to, you know, find the truth somewhere, you have to at least open your mind to the to to figure out why the other side is doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the thing of like what we're, they talked about it in the documentary, the social dilemma. It's like, we are so much more divided now because of that exact thing, because you're so strongly put on your own opinion because you're constantly seeing things that are just reaffirming it to it, like an extreme belief that that's caused us to be so much further divided on these issues that you're not even giving the other side a chance because You've now seen, you know, 300 posts that agree with you yeah. and tell you that the other side's horrible. And you're like, there's no chance for the other side. And the reality yeah. is it's like we're just we're both doing that to each other. Right. Both sides. Right. And that's what it, it, it frustrates me so much. Again, one of the reasons I took Facebook off my phone, because, yeah. like I said, I am for I would consider myself firmly in the liberal camp, you know, 
But that doesn't mean that I'm also not trying to see what the conservative side is doing and what reasons they might have for doing it, other than just me blindly being like, well, Trump's an egotistical maniac. So there's no there. It doesn't make any sense and it will never make any sense. And he's just an idiot. Okay, yeah. But also there's other people that besides just Donald Trump in that administration that they all have you know, reasons for doing what they're doing and their own motivations. And the people that created the app have their own motivations. And the people that created the app may not have the same egotistical uh, um, leanings as our own president. So I, it's hard to know, but what I will say is that I'm not selling myself on one side or the other. I'm sort of waiting to see what happens. Right. And that's, that's the scary part is we just don't know yeah. what, how all this is going to play out. We're not you know? privy to those insider conversations. No, no. I mean, I mean, just as as a whole for like social media and like how it affects us and how it drains us and how it separates us into these camps and thinks that, well, we're the real Americans. Well, no, you're the fake, oh. crazy Americans, you know? Yeah, I know. Um, and one of the biggest takeaways for me watching that show or the movie Social Dilemma is how... Literally, when those apps became available and easy to use on your phone, like there is a clear line, and they talk about this in the Social Dilemma movie, yes. how, you know, teen suicide and depression rates have gone up. Skyrocketed, between, even for younger kids. Mm-hmm, between yeah. 2011 and 2013, that's when we really, really started to, like, use our phones all the time. And, like, and I've said this before, that's when I stopped reading books all the time. Like, I used to read all the time. Like, mm-hmm. usually it'd be like one night I'd watch some shows. The other night I would read a book. Yes. And I would go back and forth. And then I was, and I, I've been asking myself for years now, why can't I sit down and read a book? Like, I finally got through the Elvis Duran book, um, the one, the morning show host in New York. I read his book because it was a super easy read. I read it in a couple of days. But I've been trying to read three other books since then, the Bobby Bones book, um, this financial book and then uh god there's something else um i was trying to read but i'm like i just every time i look around either my watch is going off or yes. my phone's going off and i'm like i literally have to just like and they're put pushing everything those notifications because they know you are like purpose. pavlov's yep. dog mm-hmm. is what you are and you're like Oh, yep, I got a notification. And if you remember the social dilemma movie, they're like they have like those three parts of the what what's his face's brain. That was so fascinating. Like, send me a thing. Mm-hmm. He's not paying attention as much. Send a thing. So that's what they're doing to you, and you're falling for it. And I'm not saying that's just to you, Miguel. I'm no, saying it's to everybody. Me, yeah, to Scott, to you listening. Yeah. That is how we're being controlled. It's true. I mean, listen. I know that when I wake up in the morning, and I didn't realize this until watching the movie last night, that. When I wake up, my alarm goes off, and I hit my phone usually once, and then the second alarm at 3.15, I wake up, and then I look at my phone, and I'm always like, what's something crazy that happened overnight? Mm -hmm. So I check my Gmail, my work mail, and then I see, did anybody die? Did we get fired? Is anything crazy happening? Like, that's my expectation. Like, did I get a check from somebody? I get some money from somewhere. And then I go to Instagram and I'm like, any crazy mentions or something? Then I go to Facebook. And so because they have like, look, like just now we've been doing the podcast for 23 minutes. Look at all these notifications I have on my phone. 
You're never bored. Look at that. There is not an ounce of room for boredom because look at all those notifications. That was 23 minutes. Literally today, like this morning at like 3 a.m. because I thought about it because I just finished the documentary. I went off and I turned off certain like notifications like Instagram, bye, Twitter, goodbye, TikTok, goodbye. And I'm turning them off on my watch because it's literally that. Like I do that every day where I read and then all of a sudden I'm like ding, ding. Takes you out of that world. And like it's just like I don't need it. Like you don't need to be in contact with people that much. Like I'm going to find a way that I structure my day where I'm like, okay, it's like 1 o'clock. I'll allow myself to like look at it, see what's going on. For a couple hours, but I'm not going to let, I'm going to try my hardest to not let this thing control when I look at it. I'm going to control when I look at it. And right. so like, that's my first step for myself. Like one, like you, Holly, I took Facebook off my phone because that's just a negative space. I would just literally, it just ruins your mood anytime you go through it. I never was also, happy like, looking at Facebook. Never. Yeah. How often are you? Like anytime you go on there, I'm so I'm like, you know what? I'm just not going to scroll through there. And now my dad's doing the same thing, which I'm like, heck yeah. Cause he would just come home and then he'd be like, getting all pissed at his phone. I'm like, why are you looking at it? Yeah. Like the phone doesn't care. The app wants you to keep getting mad. God, that's so, so hard. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know if I I'm going to. You're not there hard. yet. You're not yeah, there yet. No, like I'm, I'm going to change my notifications. I am going to do you that. Um, because I, I'm just like 23 minutes but and see, all this. You, you have always been in it though, Miguel. Oh you yeah. Have, you had to drag me in it. And like, mm-hmm. I always, you know, when you first download an app, they ask if they can send you notifications. Mm. My default was No. Mm. I don't want that much. Right. And then one day I asked yeah. you about it and you're like, just put notifications on for everything. So then I started doing that. Mm-hmm. And then it just, it's like. And you feel you, like you always have to look at it. You can't go back. Right. And no. so that, because it's kind of a pain in the ass, you have to go check your notifi- your settings mm-hmm. and that's hard and whatever. But I, I like to play a game with myself. And then I realized how rare I am. And maybe this is because like I'm a stodgy old soul, <laughs> probably. But I'll get notifications. TikTok does it to me the most when yeah. they're like, you know, they use like a good a good teaser hook for their notification that's like, you won't believe what they did with this jelly sandwich. Or, I don't know, whatever. Right. Just something. And then I'm always like, <laughs> I don't give a fuck about that jelly sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Try me. Like I it's like a game I play, have and I've done this the entire time that I've had a cell phone is I'll look at these notifications. Mm-hmm. I I only have notifications um up right now from uh Instagram. That's the mm-hmm. only um and then I don't have TikTok ones showing up on my lock screen. It'll show up when I'm have my phone open. Mm. Um and so does Twitter, but on my lock screen only Instagram does. And I'm not that interested to see who liked my post or I'm not that interested like this one what does this one say? Uh, da, 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 da. So this one just says, um, someone sent you a post, someone sent you a message, and I can already see it, so I'm like, okay, I got it, I don't need to see it anymore. But, like, I understand what they're designed for, or other, like, Bite Squad will send me stuff, and they're like, 20% oh your order, and All I'm like, time. bitch, I don't want it right now, I didn't ask you for mm-hmm. it. And I, it's yeah. like this weird game that I play with myself, so I'm like, keep that up. After watching the movie, I'm like, keep that up, because... I feel like those three little puppets in my head that connect to my social media are always trying to get me. And I'm like, fooled you, fooled you. (laughs) But then when I do click it, I'm like, you got me, bitches. So it's like this weird game I play with myself. But it's so fascinating what they can make you do. But like like I was just talking to my dad about this last night. Like the part that sucks about this entire situation, especially like just for our little like circle right here, is even if I was to say like, well, I'm getting off social media. Like you literally can't. Because the whole world is on it, and that's how we're progressing is through it. And especially, like, our jobs rely on it. And I want to put out videos that are helping my own brand. 
Like you have to be on it if you want to continue to grow financially, professionally, your own business. It's all through there. And so like there sadly, how do you go backwards? Like Right. Well, and and that's I don't know what that looks And like. that's why I can't delete Facebook. Right. Well, and that's the problem that no. I'm having yeah. is that like, you know, I posted today is Friday. So I think it was Wednesday. I posted a picture of myself on my uh, Facebook like page. So facebook.com slash Radio Miguel. I posted a picture of myself um, by the refrigerator with the ring light on me. And so my skin looked real good. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you can see my muscles because I lost some weight. And I was like, hey, girl, you look good in that picture. So I posted it. was done. Well, then I went back last night, right actually before I started watching The Social Dilemma, and I was like, well, let me respond to some messages and stuff. And a lady commented on that picture because a lot of people were like, oh, my God, Miguel, your skin looks great. You look great, great, great. And she was like, oh, my God, Miguel, you have all these messages. Why haven't you responded to anybody? And then, of course, I immediately felt like the biggest piece of shit and I was like, yeah. I am horrible. Why have I not responded to all these people when you look at my page? And then I was like, oh, my God, has anybody responded to any of the comments on any of the videos or posts on the Miguel and Holly Facebook page? What about the Miguel and Holly Insta? Has anybody gone on there and posted anything? So then I spent 30 minutes responding oh, to everything. We're not computers. And computers then, are designed for that. Right. And then I watched The Social Dilemma, and then I was like, oh, wait. Mm. But then I was yeah. like, but then what do you do? Because, listen— if the phone is ringing here at the radio station, I we answer it because you are listening, our customer. Right. And so if I walk into Express at International Mall, I want you to say, hi, sir, our, our sale today is 50% off of the jeans. I want you to acknowledge me. Right. So I always try to make sure we acknowledge you. It's sometimes because yeah. there's so much between all the Facebooks and Instagrams and Twitters. I like, like I, there's, four Twitter messages that I need to get to in the direct messages that I haven't had a chance to get to. And it, I think about it like the past two days. Oh, we got to do a video for somebody. Yep. So, but that's the thing is that like, how do you balance your, you know, peace of mind with, we have a business right. and part of our business is responding to you and the Miguel and Holly fam, because I don't want to just, just sit there and like, cause you know, if, you just go into our Facebook page and it's just you commenting on the stuff. That's not a two-way conversation. And that's not what our show yeah. is about. Right. But, what do you do? But <laughs> it cannot be so much so that we are now owned by all these people. But yeah, we that's, are. That's, that's, yes. In yeah, a way, but, but we're still time, like if- allowed to have our own like lives. It's, it's it's about finding a happy medium. Like, it's about find Like, you know, like, that's why, yes, I took Facebook off my phone. I could not delete it entirely. If I didn't give any Fs about, like, work or my, like, social people, like, people in my, in my life that I care about and know about, I would just delete them all and be like, well, let the chips fall where they may. Right. Like, I realize they are a necessary evil, but you have to take breaks and it's okay yes. if someone doesn't get responded to in an hour. Like, I went back, I posted something on my Holly on Hot 101.5 page, and it was about, like, the workout that I was going to do. And I had all these messages messages of encouragement, which, of course, I want to reply to those. I did it the next day, and I'm pretty sure nobody died. Mm-hmm. Like The world did not end. 
It didn't. And then they, they still got, you know, that validation that they messaged me. I acknowledged them and we moved on, but I didn't have to do it like in real time. Right. And so part of my afternoon, like when I have, and I honestly think having a kid made me this way because yeah. when you do have a kid and not all parents are this way, but the way I'm built is this way. I sometimes try to multitask where I'm like, okay, I need to um, acknowledge comments. I need to get back to this person on Twitter and I need to make sure that I, that this post is doing well. I've tried to do that while I also have my daughter and it does not work right? because she requires more attention than I can give while I'm also doing this. <clears throat> and you have no idea how much like a piece of shit I feel like when she's like, mommy, mommy, mommy. And I'm like, wait. And so her 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 childhood a part a part of it is spent trying desperately to get adults attention and our our phones I'm talking about me my par- my mm-hmm. person her father even her grandmother she's competing with a piece of machinery right yep so that is the reason why I think I'm a little bit I have a little bit of a leg up from, pe- from people like you, Miguel, or you, Scott, who don't have a, a human being needing, desiring yeah. your attention. So during the hours of, you know, when I pick her up from school at 3 until she goes to bed now, like she's in bed finally done by 8, those five hours I simply cannot, unless it's something that's completely urgent or an emergency or like usually, Miguel, you will, you know, text me because you happen to be on. Mm-hmm. But if you weren't like, sorry, I, I missed it. Right. Because I simply can't be on all day acknowledging everybody all the time. I only have so much of me to give. Yeah, it, and that's, I think, the hard part right now that I'm trying to find a balance of. Because, you know, I don't have a kid, but when my boyfriend gets home from work. Same thing. And mm-hmm. in the evening, I really try not to respond to messages. But, like, sometimes I just get that panicked feeling. Like, if I pull it open and I see I've got, like, 25-plus messages on Instagram, and I'm like, they're just going to keep building up overnight. And then I won't be able to respond between the time I wake up and we do the show, and then I'm busy during the show. And then after the show, we've got commercials and stuff to record. And so then when am I going to have time to do it? And then by the next time I look at it, it's going to be 50 messages. I'm just shut it down. And it's okay not to get back to every single person. Right. It is. Oh, yeah. It is. And by the way, like, I think people are actually in this. I don't mean this to sound how it's about to sound. So I apologize in advance. But some people don't even expect a response because they understand, Miguel, that you are busy. Mm. Like, I, um, it took me about, sometimes it does take me like three days to get down to everybody. Mm -hmm. And I like. Three days later, somebody had commented on something that happened on the show three days prior that was not, like, not even, you know, a thing anymore. Right. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm just seeing this, but, you know, da-da-da. And they were like, you you responded. I love your show. Oh, my God, thank you so much. <laughs> it didn't even matter. Like, it, right. didn't, it didn't matter in that minute because they – those – that social media universe, yes, we need you. We love you. I want to be there all the time with you, but – it's sort of surface level. Right. Like, I'm not going to uh, Instagram user 769 to get advice in my personal life. Mm. And and even if they're coming to me to get advice in, their, in, my, in my personal life, they have to understand that you don't actually know me in real life. I would love to get, you know, get you advice, but I'm not going to put you and, and your needs above my daughter, 
my person, my um, my new cooking style. Like, mm. I still have to live. And as soon as I can, I will get to you. Mm. But I, I think it's just That's about a finding point, a balance. Though. Yeah, it's like if you as long if you get everything else done that's for you and then you're able to extend more time to other people that that's where it kind of gets, you know, that's where that's what at least I'm focusing on. Like I'm okay, okay. If I read today, if I worked out today, if I now I have to play fetch with the dogs half the day. But if I'm doing all these things then I'm like, okay, hey, I'm on the toilet. I got some time. I'll go through some messages. Sitting but on the I'm toilet. Not let it, it's a great time to do it, but it I'm is. not going to let it now, like, throw off my schedule, what I need to do to become my better self. You know, if, like, right. I'm too busy responding to different videos and sharing stuff on my Insta, and instead of what I set out to do, which is, like, you know, all right, do this class online, read this book. Like, it's, it's now hindering my success from being so trapped in that world. Mm. It's, like, and that's why I'm really trying to set on boundaries of, like, okay, I have some time right now. It's, you know, I'm going to give it 10 minutes. But the scary part is, and this is where, like, even jumping back to TikTok, like, yesterday I'm on TikTok, and now it's become a thing where I have to, like, say it out loud, like, enough, put down the phone. Mm. And it's like, I thought about it afterwards. I'm like, I literally just chanted out loud (laughs) so I could get off this app. You had to give yourself motivation. Literally to take my eyes off this one thing to not go to the next video. And then my fear is, I thought about this yesterday, is, like, we've only really had this let's just say for a nice little number, 10 years, about 10 years, we've had these platforms that mm-hmm. we've used. That's nothing. Yeah. What happens in the next five, the next 10, what happens in the next 10 years when this is now doubled? Are we like, do we just always look at our phone? Everything we do is on our phone. We, we become, don't talk to anybody. We become those roly poly people on the movie Wally. Yes. That's what that's happens. That's my fear. Like that's literally mm-hmm. my fear right now. Wally like, was telling oh the future. Oh my God. Yeah. Disney and I knew. see you're uncomfortable, Miguel. Like I see your uncomfortableness because you feel the pressure because you have always been someone that is so uh, career driven mm-hmm. and financially driven because you don't want to become um, a a failure, mm-hmm. be homeless. You right. know, I, I know all of those fears. And yeah. so it's almost like that social media arm of the job is direct re- directly related to those um, internal fear. I I see it and I get it. Yeah. But at some point, you have to kind of take a look and figure out, and it's different for everyone, what a happy medium does look like and realize that if, like, if you were to croak over and die tomorrow, God forbid, none of us should. I mean, but if you do, this message is not going to get answered anyway and people will move the fuck on. Oh... Somebody, also, Scott, like, you better go in my DMs and d- respond to those people. I'll, I'll say I'm so sorry. But <laughs> I, I do think, like, I'm not going to anybody's point. DMs. I'm going to post on your page. I'll be like, Miguel is so sorry he couldn't get back to you. <laughs> get respond. on with the rest of your regularly scheduled lives and maybe take a damn break from social media. Anyway. But all two points that it's like, well, one, I wanted to say this earlier. It's like we kind of hit on it. Like we were not designed to communicate to thousands of people. Right. Like right. we're designed to have our 10 or a nice little knit. Like in real life, you wouldn't go around every day talking to a hundred people, always thanking them every minute of your day. And that's something that I just, we really need to hit on because this that's whole true. new world, we're not ready for it. No, right. our, it's going our faster brains, than we can evolve. Yeah, that's what they said in the, in the movie because it's like exactly. our, our brains are still back in like literally the Stone Age when we're yes. like carving yes. tools. And then these are like going way faster. And they said like, look who would win. Obviously, this wins every time because it's smart. 
of course. Right. I'm still waiting for our brains to unlock like Matilda so I can start floating books and stuff across the room. I'm saying. But also to my next point is also like it's interesting because I feel like that fear that you have, Miguel, and I have the same fear, too. And that's why I try to respond is when I can and, you know, try to put my stuff out there because I do want to grow on these platforms because we now have to. But it is interesting because I feel like if you stay at that status quo of feeling like, you know, let me go ahead and just respond to these messages instead of, let's say, other things that you have prioritized in the day. Let's say like sleep. Let's just first example, sleep. Sleep is the first like thing to your go. Main, yeah, like your main product. Let's say you're like, okay, fed by nine. But let me just scroll for 15 more minutes, mm-hmm. 30 more minutes. Like you're now ruining your main product, which is coming to the show and like bringing a great show to the table. Mm. That's the real thing that's going to carry your career. Or it's like middle of the day. You know, I have this idea of, you know, building a website or writing a book or going on this adventure. But I don't like our mind tells us we don't have time. But then when we break it down on our phone, because it literally does it for you, like how much time did you spend on Instagram? And it's like one hour. You're like, wait a second. I could have spent, you know, one hour like researching how to make this project happen. Mm. And so it's like it's the social media is holding us in our place if we let it instead of allowing us to continue growing our career, which is especially you know, your main goal, Miguel, is to build that empire of what you want with your career. But by simply just focusing on the small things of those, like, of course, they have to be responded to. You're now missing the opportunity to continue growing that brand. Because before, mm. you know, I feel like you're able to grow so fast, so far already, right. both of you, because you're able to really focus on that craft. But now there's so many other distractions that it's like, well, I'll put that off till tomorrow because wow. I do that constantly right now. Yeah. You know what? Just it, that. I feel like I had sort of a mini revelation just now because it's like you could be reaching and helping. Like our goal, I mean, at the end of the day, yes, we want um, a successful career. Uh, we want to be compensated fairly for it. And part of that successful career is helping people. I mean, I think that's yeah. why we all got into radio at the end of the day. Like, Absolutely. We want to reach others. And that's what also drives us, you particularly, Miguel, to get back to each individual because we all want everyone to feel like they're noticed and special, which they are. Right. But you can only do so much in this particular atmosphere with these particular people. Like Scott just said, and this was like a mini bomb going off, you're not going to make it to the next level of potentially reaching even more people and helping even more people if you're still only stuck in this loop of like your max capacity. There's only so many messages that you're going to be able to send in a day. Mm, right. So like right. let's let's just say even on a high end, like let's just get crazy and say I've responded to 100 M&H fan members in a day and that I am maxed out. I literally do not have time for anything else. Mm-hmm. So you do 100 a day, 100 the next day. 100 the next day, where do you go? You just keep responding. Your job is now just responding to 100 people a day. Right. That's what, it, that's what it feels like. Yeah. But what about the next level of where, like, okay, let's just put, this is what I like to do sometimes. Let's the just, what if bubble. Here, we're going to put it on. What is it? Put it on yourself. Yes. Like, I love the what like if the bubble. like the cone of silence. Yes. Okay. I love it. So let's say uh, somebody wants to syndicate our show. Mm. So now we're not just speaking to Tampa Bay. And I'm not, this is completely the what if bubble. I think you can figure out what the what if bubble is. Mm -hmm. Here we are in the what if bubble. Someone wants to syndicate us. Now we are speaking to not just Tampa Bay. We're speaking to Nashville. Um, You know, Miami, whatever, bear with me. Denver, Cleveland, New York, Atlanta, Chicago. We cannot do that if we are so busy doing the max 
of our possible uh, energy for the day on those 100 people. 100 mm. people. 100 people. But if you trade it in, now you're speaking to hundreds of thousands of people that could potentially be helped by the message that God put in you that you have to deliver out to as many people as possible or the universe or the creator or the spirit. Your goal is to be that lightning rod figure that you have a great message that could potentially help millions of people. More people. Mm -hmm. you, will not, you will not do it. If you're still just running circles, chasing, trying desperately to keep up with the messages that are in your inbox. Right. I think of somebody like, again, this is the what if bubble. I think of somebody like Elvis Duran right. or Bobby Bones mm -hmm. or Ryan Seacrest. I can guarantee you they're not sitting there uh, replying to every individual message. Not that they're not good people. Right. I mean, we. I think they just we, don't have the time. They just don't have the time because right. they've been called to a higher calling to share their gift with more people. Mm. If they hadn't have broken away from that endless rat race of only connecting individually, they would never have gotten there. And again, they're, they're still good people. They still right. have an amazing message to get put out. But there's only so much of you that you can give every day. And right. you're literally killing yourself to give as much as you can. And this is, it's hard for us because we've built our brand on touching individuals, Every shaking your hand, mm -hmm. hugging when that was <laughs> morally when responsible. Right. Our people. And we know that that connection is so like magnetic and it's mm -hmm. amazing. But that's all it's ever going to be if that's all we ever do. Right. So anyway, that's the what if bubble. And I'm just saying there is more. There's more than just, and like I love, I love, and I, and I'm imagining trying to listen to this as someone who, like, would message me and didn't get a response for a while. Mm -hmm. And I feel so dejected. But I still want to give a message to you. It just may not be in my DM as a direct message. Right. It'll come in a different form. Exactly. That's exactly. All. I think that's it's, all yeah, I got. I, mean, I think the spirit left I like me. That's it. all I got. <laughs> she says, God. Well, girl, my wig is snatched. I got some. I got. I have some thinking to do. I mean, I think yeah. you two you make excellent, excellent points, and it's very true. It's, it's just hard. It is, and it's just it, it's a different way of thinking. It's sort of like you know, in the twelve years that we've been doing mornings, Holly, together, and social media when we started back in '08, it was like we didn't even have listeners on no. Facebook. You know, no. there was no Instagram. It was just uh, literally ugh. your friends. Right. It was just your friends. It was and not I, your MySpace. Right. And I remember when the first listener added me and I was like, wait, are we doing it? Is this a thing? Because mm -hmm. I have like all my college pictures on there. Like I don't. And my, I think my phone number was attached. I probably had my address on there and everything. And we I was grew like. grew with it because right. we were like, I, I, I guess this is a thing. But that's the thing. It just snuck up on us. You even heard those uh, people, the, the white men in that documentary, because mm -hmm. that's all who this is pretty yeah. much, who said, you know, we knew what we were doing and we didn't stop. Right. But nobody gave us guidelines. We were that first generation that were just like, oh, this is cool. Let me try it. Let's pick it up and go. Without having any knowledge of what it could do and what it would do. So we never grew up with boundaries. I'm actually a little glad that as Gen Z and then Gen A, which that's like my daughter's age, maybe we can put in place some kind of boundary so that we don't become the blobs from Wally. -E. Right. Or does it go the opposite direction and all they know is that world? Like I feel like my generation, me personally, like I 
I at least have a little memory of what it was like before my life turned into social media. Like I didn't get a smartphone until junior year of high school. And so every time before that, it was semi not addicted to myself. Right. But everybody after me now is like, all they know is by the time they were able to remember, I've been or, connected through my phone. Or when people like when Gen Z and like the young end of Gen Z, that's even younger than you. When they have kids, will some of them be smart enough to outsmart the system and be like, I'm breaking this mold. It's the matrix in here. I am Neo and we will break out of this hole that these mega companies have on us. You'll have to move to uh, the farm country to be able to do it where there's no internet or cell service there. Unless there's a revolution that happens. Scott, what's your social media? Oh, yeah. You can follow me on social media. Oh, yeah. Let's all pull it back to social media. Uh, You can follow me at Scott Tavlin, S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N. And always feel free to send me a message. Just know you might not get a response immediately. Eventually, I'll get to you. Right, right. Holly. Uh, Mine is Radio Holly on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And my Facebook that I rarely use but do look at sometimes is Holly on Hot 101.5. Miguel Fuller, M-I-G-U-E-L-F-U-L-L-E-R. I may or may not respond to you. Um, it will be tearing his soul up if he doesn't just know that. I will. So I will probably this weekend respond to like the past couple days messages. And then I'm going to try an experiment next week and just see what it feels like. I'm already getting anxiety I thinking about. Yeah. Small steps. Small uh, steps. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, um, make sure to send us an email if you want a sticker. That I can do real easily. Yep. Miguel at Hot1015TampaBay.com. Leave a review, please, on Apple Podcasts. You can listen on Spotify and everywhere. We'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. Catch up, catch up, catch up. Catch up with the previous episodes of the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast from Hot 101.5. Just hit up the Hot 101.5 app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Search Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Uncensored.